This is David Graves, president of Pizza Hut, and you're listening to This is Purdue. Hi, I'm Kate Young, and you're listening to This is Purdue, the official podcast for Purdue University. As a Purdue alum and Indiana native, I know firsthand about the family of students and professors who are in it together, persistently pursuing and relentlessly rethinking. Who are the next game changers, difference makers, ceiling breakers, innovators? Who are these boilermakers? Join me as we feature students, faculty, and alumni taking small steps toward their giant leaps and inspiring others to do the same. Why am I proud to be a Boilermaker? It's an incredible place that prepares incredible leaders. And you look at the types of things that have been accomplished by Boilermakers all over the world. To be able to be a part of that community is really a privilege. You know, this is a, an age-old question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Of course. If you like it, it belongs on pizza. <laughs> I like that rule. In this episode of This is Purdue, we're talking to the president of Pizza Hut U.S., David Graves. That's right. The president of one of America's largest pizza chains is a Boilermaker. Now, if you're a regular listener of This is Purdue, you know we've done a few hands-on episodes in the past. From visiting chemistry teacher Phil Cook in his lab at Culver Academies to checking out IndyCar engineer Angela Ashmore at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, we love seeing our guests work in action. And if you're new to this podcast, welcome. You're in for a treat because for this special episode, the team went to meet David and his element too, right inside a Pizza Hut. The wonderful staff at the Pizza Hut location in Lebanon, Indiana, graciously invited us to shoot this interview first thing in the morning ahead of opening for their lunch crowd. So not only did we get to chat with the president of Pizza Hut US, we also got to watch him in action, helping to make his favorite pizza back in the kitchen. And you better believe the podcast team got to sample some of those delicious pies. After the interview, of course. In this episode, you'll hear David discuss how Purdue prepared him with the persistence and perseverance needed to innovate global brands such as Pampers, Pantene, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Pizza Hut. You'll also hear about some of David's favorite advertising and marketing initiatives over the years, including working with actor Craig Robinson of The Office and using Pizza Hut's brand nostalgia to bring its marketing into today's modern age. So let's jump right in to hear more background on David's Purdue journey. David, thank you so much for joining us on This is Purdue. We're thrilled to have you, thrilled to be in a Pizza Hut. Yeah, thanks, Kate. It's great to be here. And honestly, it's an honor to be here with you. So I appreciate you guys inviting me. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to feature you, your story. Tell us a little bit about your background first. When did you first hear about Purdue University? So I grew up in Kokomo, Indiana, so not really that far from here. I think it's that, you know, that direction. So I, I grew up in Kokomo, Indiana. I think if you grow up in Indiana, you sort of, it's hard for me to tell you when I first heard about Purdue. It was just yeah. like part of me, right? From when I was a child, like we were, I guess everyone grows up, you know, connected to the boilers or the Hoosiers. And so I grew up a Boilermaker, but we were, we lived in Kokomo. We could go over to Purdue and had a lot of friends who had gone there. I used to go over to um, Elliot for the Christmas show every year and visit friends there. And so it just was kind of part of me. And then as I was going through high school, it was like basketball and Gene Cady and Glenn Robinson. And so I just fell in love, you know, fell in love with the school from an early age. Were you always interested in business school? How did you decide to finally come to Purdue when it was that time? Yeah, no, it, it's it's really interesting. Not not business at all, actually. So I came to Purdue, actually, to be a 
engineer. Oh, you weren't expecting that, were no, you? No, I wasn't. So I came to Purdue to be an engineer. I um, was kind of this kid who loved math and science and was really curious, and I liked solving hard problems. So engineering felt like the right thing to do for me. So I remember visiting campus. I'd visited a few different places and walking around the campus at the time and just. It was a beautiful place. And I actually remember going to the freshman engineering building. I don't know if it's still called the freshman engineering building, but right there by the clock tower. And I met with a counselor and we were talking about everything I could do at Purdue and engineering. And I was like all in on coming to Purdue and being an engineer, right? So I came to Purdue to be an engineer. You know, it was my process at Purdue that frankly got me interested in business. So through that process, and I was interning in the automotive industry and doing some different things after a couple years of engineering actually came back to Purdue and decided, you know, I actually think I want to do like a a business role. And I remember thinking, oh man, I'm going to change my major and how's this all going to work. Um, but I went into the business school and then ultimately graduated with a degree from Cranert and, and some focus on finance and marketing. And so that's what I've been doing, but uh, was not the plan when I started. And I, and I honestly, I should say, it's one of the things I felt really blessed as I was at Purdue was just like the people and the way that they invested in me. And um, it was such a big place, but I felt really cared for. And I was able actually to just pivot from being in engineering and getting an amazing education in engineering to getting an amazing education in business all in the same place. And I felt really you know, blessed and lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I know Purdue is a big place, but we always hear from guests that it felt like home right away. And, you know, it really is that like community feel there. It really did. And it's, I tell people, no, I have two nephews that are at Purdue now. And I remember when they were looking at schools and said, like, it's a big place, but you find this community, you build the best friends, the best relationships, and it feels really close and intimate when you're there. And so, and that was exactly how it was for me. I still have a ton of friends from actually my freshman dorm when I was at Purdue. David shared some of his favorite memories at Purdue including how he met his wife and his love for Purdue athletics, plus what he remembers about the community of professors and others who invested in him during his time in college. Tell us about one of your favorite stories or memories. Oh, gosh, there's so many. <laughs> so sports were big for me when I was there, right? I was at Purdue during like Drew Brees. I don't think I realized how lucky I was at that yes. point in time, right? So we're I was like, we always win. Like we were winning and, and like going to bowl games every year. And I, I have this memory of, um, I don't know what year it was. It was probably must have been 99 or 2000, but I can just remember being in the student section at Ross Aid and we were playing Ohio State and it was like, a, we were coming back and Drew Brees throwing it deep to, Seth Morales, I'm not sure. And the whole stadium just erupting, we won. And I just remember thinking, man, this is, this is awesome. Like, this is really special. And so that, that was incredibly fun. I, I mentioned, um, I should say, you know, I met my wife in Shreve Hall in the mailroom. So I don't know if there's still a mailroom in Shreve Hall, but we've been married for 20 years now or almost 20 years. We have two kids, but we met, um, at Purdue our freshman year. Tell us the story of how you met. We were in Shreve Hall. You know, there's a mailroom. You go to get your mail. I was there with some of my friends and she was coming down to get her mail. And, um, and we just, met there, right? And then we started, uh, we had kind of some common friends. And so we started hanging out. And then over time, we, you know, we started dating and then we got married after, shortly after we graduated from, uh, from Purdue and we were living in Cincinnati 
for a while. And now we have two beautiful kids and we live in Dallas and it's all been married almost 20 years. So. And you said you guys still root for the Boilermakers. You're watching all the games recently. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's tough to watch them all because there's a ton, yeah. but we try and watch them all. Love watching basketball, football. And, you know, interestingly, I think wherever you go in this world, and this is something I've found having lived in a lot of places is there's a Boilermaker community. So, you know, it was that way for us in Cincinnati when we lived in Singapore. It was that way when we were on the West Coast. Now we're in Dallas and uh, we always find a Boilermaker community everywhere we go. We've heard that before in this podcast, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's part of what makes Purdue really special. It is. It is. So were there any, you know, special classes that you remember? Any professors that really stuck out to you during your time? You know, to me, it was really about the collective. And so, yeah, I have certain classes that I loved, but it was just the collective of people that invested in me along the way, right? And so it wasn't any individual that certain counselors that helped me think about, hey, what classes should I be taking? How do I really continue to grow towards my goals? And being able to like be the access that I had to the professors when I was struggling with something or when I needed help and just the way that they invested in me personally, I felt really cared for during my time at Purdue. And just, I really knew like people were investing in me. It gives you this, Hey, I've got to give back and invest in the same way now. And I think that's part of what makes the community so special. So after graduating from Purdue, what came next for David? As you'll hear, he kicked off his early career working on some incredible global brands. So I graduated from Purdue. I went to Procter & Gamble. It was interesting. You know, I think I said earlier, I had this just natural curiosity. It was probably why I went to be an an engineering in the first place. I like loved hard problems and I was curious and I wanted to solve, solve problems. And, but then I really loved kind of the people side of what I was able to do um, through Cranert. And so I met some folks on campus actually who were recruiting from Procter & Gamble. I was looking, I just, as most of them had graduated from Purdue and I was looking at what they were doing and I'm like, man, that's interesting. Like I want to, I want to do that. I think that would be really fun. And so, you know, luckily I was able to get a job at Procter & Gamble. So I went there and I started really in a role where I was focused on understanding customers and why do customers do what they do? And then how do we build brands and solve problems for them, which was incredibly fun. and, And it was a great time. So you transitioned into the restaurant world. Were you always interested in like the food and dining experience? What led to that? I think everybody loves food, right? I love (laughs) food. We're in a restaurant. Like think about like, I'm blessed to like sell pizza. When you talk to people, I tell people, hey, I sell pizza. My, um, you know, I have a 11 year old daughter and her friends come over and they think that like that I work at pizza is the coolest thing. And they, we talk about new pizzas that could come out. So everybody loves food and I'm no different. I love cooking. I have a bad habit of collecting cookbooks and reading them like real books. I think my wife would like me to have a few less cookbooks. <laughs> you know, I really, for me, I had been, I had been at Procter and Gamble for a while. I was starting to think about doing something different. And uh, this opportunity came up back in the Midwest at KFC, and which is this iconic brand that I had grown up with. And it was like this opportunity to go reimagine this brand. I just thought like, that sounds, that sounds cool. Like that, that's really fun. And like, I love food. Like let's, let's go for it. And so that's how I ended up coming into the restaurant industry. What, what I'll say that I don't think I appreciated fully at the time is the restaurant industry, a lot, everybody loves food. Lots of people that come into the restaurant industry, they love food, but it's really a people industry. Like you have this incredible opportunity to impact people 
both through giving them delicious food and connecting people through the joy of food, but also building careers and, and developing people. When you talk to people that are in the restaurant industry and they've been there for a long time, the thing that you will find is the thing that keeps people there is really the people. And it's a people industry. And, and frankly, that's what makes it a lot of fun because you can connect with people, impact people, and build incredible relationships. David's right. Most people love food, including me. I love the connection you feel going to a restaurant to catch up with friends or having a fancy date night to celebrate something big. And most people out there love pizza. There's usually so many memories tied to pizza too when you really think about it. Childhood birthday parties, going out for a good report card, late nights in college, and then much earlier nights in adulthood when you simply just don't feel like cooking. As I mentioned previously in this episode, our This Is Purdue podcast team had the chance to go behind the scenes in this Lebanon Pizza Hut kitchen with David himself. Should we go back and check these things out? Yeah. We got a large pan of half cheese, half pie sauce just coming out on top. We got a large hand toss Hawaiian down here for That's yours. There you go. <laughs> Pineapple belongs on pizza. That's I what agree. Said. Yeah. I'm a connoisseur. I would have agreed if it would have had barbecue, it would have been better. Oh, there's a big New Yorker coming out. We put out a big New Yorker out there if you want to do that. And then I heard this one is your personal favorite with the pepperoni, the yeah. jalapeno, and lots of uh, lots of cheese for you. Look at it when it comes to here. See, this is why you got to get it right out of the oven. You see it's bubbling. Oh, my goodness. Okay, a little background on Pizza Hut. In 1958, two brothers borrowed $600 from their mom to open a pizza place in Wichita, Kansas. They named it Pizza Hut because their sign only had room for eight letters. Today, this iconic pizza brand has more than 16,000 restaurants and 350,000 team members in more than 100 countries. David had the team try a few different pies, including the 16-inch New York-style pizza, the Big New Yorker, which recently returned to their menu after its initial launch 24 years ago. From thin crust to hand-tossed to the iconic pan crust to new innovations like their Pizza Hut melts, a cheesy, crispy melt loaded with toppings and paired with a dipping sauce. Our team had the chance to sample quite a bit. Oh, and by the way, we were eating these delicious creations at around 10 a.m., but nobody seemed to mind. 10.20 in the morning. This is probably the earliest you've ever eaten pizza. Amazing. I'm going to try this one, too, because this is the, we just launched this yesterday. This oh, is, is this your the water for you? Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're People are loving it, but I haven't... Um, I haven't been home, so I haven't, I, haven't tried, I haven't tried one for this one yet. Look at how big that piece is. Now, all of it was delicious, but when I had a bite of that simple, classic cheese pan pizza, the memories came flooding back. Does anyone remember Pizza Hut's Book It program from elementary school? I sure do. The Book It program is the nation's longest-running corporate-supported literacy program and impacts more than 14 million students each year. So what's the crust difference between when we're looking at all these? Um, so this is a hand-tossed, like a hand-stretched, okay. hand-tossed dough. So thin crust is obviously like a really thin, crispy crust. So this is stretched by hand to the side. So this is um, a 16-inch pizza that they stretch. And then that's pando. So pando <clears throat> is proof dough that raises. So they put it in a proofer, it raises overnight, and then um, that's how you get this big big pando. This reminds me of childhood. Yeah, this is like the pizza. iconic Pizza Hut pizza, yeah. but but what people don't know is that that and personal pan pizzas, right, through Book It, but um, this is the, the thin crust is the original pizza that started. The very first Pizza Hut in Wichita that the Carney brothers started on was the thin crust pizza. Can you almost just taste that pan pizza? 
Our whole team agreed, you just can't be Pizza Hut's original pan pizza. I asked David how he manages to incorporate that old school red roof feel of the Pizza Huts of the past into today's modern era. You're talking about branding and marketing, obviously. So when we think about Pizza Hut, there's so many memories, especially growing up in Indiana, that I have of like the old school Pizza Huts, right? Like after a ball game or for a good report card, right? We come here. What is it like balancing that nostalgia and then like also trying to bring the brand into this modern day era? You're right. Like if I ask anybody, you know, tell me about a memory you have at Pizza Hut. Everybody has a memory. It's always a positive memory. So it's like exactly what you said. Like, oh, I went there and I celebrated this game or they had a pizza party. Like what other food has a party named after it? So you know, there's all these positive memories, but I think the thing is anytime you work on a brand and you're trying to balance, like that's what you want. Like you want a brand that connects with people in a really positive way, the joy and the warmth of a brand, but then how do you really bring that forward in a modern way? Right. And so to me, it's always like, you got to go back to what makes that brand really special. So, you know, it's interesting when I came to Pizza Hut, um, the first thing I did was I actually went to Wichita, which is where the first Pizza Hut was. Okay. And I met with some of the original franchisees, the founder of Pizza Hut. We went to the Pizza Hut Museum. Like when this brand was at its best, like when people loved this brand and were really like, what makes it tick? Like what makes it loved? And it was great food. It's hospitality. It's innovation. It's like being in culture, doing interesting things in culture. And so you'd want to take those elements and then be like, what do you, how do you do that in a modern way? And so that's what we've tried to do at Pizza Hut. And to me, that's about how do you take those latent memories that everybody has, but then bring them into today. And so you see things like, Hey, what's an arcade in a Pizza Hut look like today? Well, we launch a Pac-Man arcade game, but AR on the box. Or what does it look like to pick up pizza today? Well, we will do a pickup lane on a Pizza Hut, but we'll connect it through the app. So it's like in the digital ecosystem. Um, so to me, that's all about how do you just take the things that make it really special that make people love it, but make sure that those are really relevant and modern today. And when you think back on your career and especially with the Pizza Hut brand, is there a favorite ad that you worked on that's like super memorable to you? Yeah, it's like asking me to pick a favorite child. So the, um, you know, I've been really blessed to work on a lot of um, amazing brands. I love some of the kernel work we did at KFC. I think that was really fun. We did a a really fun launch of chicken and waffles, which was a kernel ad that riffed on dirty dancing. And that was really fun. It had an impact on the business too. Yeah. I got to launch um my first Super Bowl ad when I was at KFC, which was really fun. More stressful than I thought it would be, but really fun. <laughs> but frankly, like I'm real proud of um the work that the team has done on Pizza Hut over the last couple of years. The team has really like taken all of the things that make Pizza Hut special that you see in this restaurant or any restaurant. Um, we all think about the red roof and no one out pizzas the hut and just the experience of Pizza Hut and put it all on the screen kind of with the joy and warmth of the brand. And that's continuing to evolve as we go forward. My experience has been in any marketing campaign that you do, you kind of land this core idea and then you kind of build from there. And that's what I'm seeing with that Pizza Hut campaign as it's moving in a really exciting way that um, takes everything that's special about Pizza Hut, but puts it in a really modern setting. So I'm, I'm really proud of that work and I'm excited to see where it goes next, to be honest. And I know a lot of people think The Office is one of the most iconic TV shows of all yeah. time. And you guys are using Craig Robinson in your ads. How did that idea come up? So Craig, 
which is just, he's a great guy and really fun to work with. And it's a funny story about how that came about. We were thinking about, we want to create a marketing campaign that like really celebrates that joy that you feel when you get pizza, yeah. right? And we wanted to bring all the things onto the screen that were special about Pizza Hut so that you would know it was Pizza Hut ad. And so, you know, when the agency wrote the campaign, we were looking at different campaigns. We had this campaign we called the Spirit of the Hut, which was the correct, what ultimately became this, the campaign you're talking about. And we were looking at that um, campaign and we're like, hey, you know, we need the central character. We need somebody like like a Craig Robinson-like character. And I remember that conversation. And then someone said, like, why don't we just get Craig Robinson? And so, like, uh, and, and then he was interested. And so that's how it came. But really, it was about him and who he was and the joy and the warmth and the fun that he brings to everything that he does. And the fact that he could represent that on screen for Pizza Hut is how that came about. It's been great. And he's been really fun to work with through that whole campaign. I love that. Why use someone like Craig Robinson when you can just ask Craig Robinson himself? While we were on the topic of brands, I had to ask David about his thoughts on his alma mater's brand. So when we talk about brands, Purdue's brand is iconic, not only in Indiana, but across the world, really. What do you think the brand stands for now? It's almost 155 years old. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think anytime you think about a brand and what it stands for, you got to pull back and be like, like, how does it like differentiate? And for me... Purdue is all about innovation. Uh, we were talking before we started about like the campus and I think about what it was like when I was there. And then I think about what it's like. I haven't been there recently, but in the last, you know, in the last year or so, but it's always innovating. It's always, there's always new things yeah. coming, right? And, and the students are doing new things and the faculty are doing new things. So it's always continuously improving and innovating. Um, so I think that's a big part of the Purdue brand. I mean, community is a big part of the Purdue brand. It doesn't matter where I go in the world. I can remember I had moved um, back in 20, I don't know, around 2011, 2012, I'd moved to Singapore. I was somewhere like walking in, in Singapore and I had on a Purdue t-shirt and someone yelled boiler up at me. And it's like, it doesn't matter where you <laughs> yeah. go, there's this community and there's pride in that community and people rally around that. So I think there's something really special about that. I don't know, like the last thing for me is just excellence. We talked about tough problems. Purdue has solved a lot of incredible problems and is innovating and solving big things for the world, right? And, and I think about just pride and excellence at Purdue and delivering solutions innovation, community, and excellence. You aced it. <laughs> I, I got an A. I get an A? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's good. <laughs> David did ace it. David mentioned the word innovation a few times throughout that last answer, as you just heard. And speaking of innovation, Purdue University was recently named one of the world's most innovative companies. Ranked by Fast Company, Purdue came in at number 16 overall and number one in education for its advances in the vital field of semiconductors and microelectronics. David went on to tell us about a very specific time period when he and his team relied heavily on innovation during the COVID-19 pandemic. He discusses the demand for delivery and how innovation played a huge role in the way Pizza Hut developed new ideas like contactless deliveries during this time of uncertainty. Pizza places are kind of interesting too. You get to come in here and eat with your family and enjoy it, but then you also have the delivery yeah. component, the new digital age of ordering on your phone, ordering on your laptop. What was it like during the pandemic Everyone wanted delivery. We weren't sure if it was safe to go out and grab it ourselves. What was that like navigating that time? It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. And I'm really proud of the team and the way they stepped up 
both in our restaurants and um, you know the, our team of operators and uh, people back at our core because people really came together. And I think what's important, all of a sudden you've got an incredible amount of demand, but also a lot of uncertainty, right? About like, is it safe? And can I interact with another person? And any time that I think you go through a crisis, you just have to have a really clear compass on like what it is that's going to guide your decision making. And then you've got to run at that, right? And so for us, it was, you talked about safety. It was all about safety, right? And how do we keep our team members safe? And how do we make sure that we're delivering safe food? And how do we make sure that our customers are safe? You know, we really focused on that, right? And how do we change our operational procedures at the store? Because we have over 100,000 people working in Pizza Huts all over the US. How do we change the way we operate at the store so that we can keep people safe? You know, the team really came together quickly and said, how do we, people are concerned about interacting with customers and drivers. So let's build this contactless delivery so that people can feel safe and can get food. Because what was really apparent during that time is we played a really important role. Like people didn't feel safe. They wanted to get food and you have a lot of joy and comfort that comes from pizza. And so we have an opportunity to serve the communities that we're in, but we've got to do that in a way that makes everyone feel comfortable and makes everyone feel safe. And so innovation plays a big role in that. But actually, you know, something we did during the pandemic that was really fun is we actually had a team member who worked in a restaurant. He was a delivery driver in Seattle or in Washington. He wrote this letter called uh, Proud to Serve. And it was really all about, I'm proud to serve my local community and the role that he can play, the big role that he can play in serving his community during the pandemic. And so we turned that actually into an ad in the middle of 2020 okay. and ran it. And it was really just it was a different ad than what we would have normally run, but it was really all about saying thank you to our team members because they were playing such a critical role out on the front lines uh, serving their communities. But it was really all, it, it was tough, but it's like those times where you see the power of a team coming together and like what they can do. And so that was a, it was a really special time as well. I asked David what the word persistence means to him as he's solving problems and generating new ideas with his Pizza Hut team. As you're solving these tough problems and everything that you have to go through in your day-to-day, -day, what does persistence mean to you? Persistence, it's really important. If I think about persistence, there's a couple things, right? One is, um, it is about trying harder. It's about continually trying, but it's also about courage and being really focused on the opportunity and not the barriers. Because a lot of things are hard, right? And you keep coming at them and failing is okay, but you got to stay focused on the opportunity and the end point and what's possible. And people who are really persistent, I think they find motivation like in what's possible and the opportunity and staying focused there. And so when things go wrong, that's okay because that's things are hard and they're going to be hard before you actually solve the problem and they get easier and that's okay and just knowing that that's part of the process that everybody goes through and it's normal and not letting that discourage you because i think it's really easy and i and i mentioned earlier like i feel like i learned a lot about dealing with adversity at purdue it's like you don't have to be discouraged by that that's normal it's part of the process and reminding yourself of that and staying focused on the end point and so to me that's like persistence is like, you've got to have the, the courage to run at really hard things and stay focused on the opportunity and know that 
know that you can do anything if you keep trying and, and you are willing to deal with some of the setbacks that come along the way. I love that David touched on courage and handling adversity there and to not be discouraged when it comes to solving these really hard problems that we all run into. Looking back, how has your time at Purdue prepared you to be able to become the president of Pizza Hut? What are the skills and things that you've learned along the way that you would credit back to Purdue? I think when you're at Purdue, and I mentioned earlier, just the investment that you feel in you. You know, I felt that very clearly. I felt really cared for as I was kind of really, it was like I was growing up and like figuring out what I wanted to do. I could feel people investing in me and helping steer me through that. That's like a critical skill, right? Of like, how do you do that? And how do you coach and develop people in any role that you're in, whether that's in business or, or something else? And so, you know, obviously that is there. You know, I will tell you. Purdue was hard. (laughs) So like I, it was hard. I learned a lot about work ethic and dealing with adversity and um, realizing at Purdue that like, if you really focus and you know what you're going after and you're focused on an endpoint and you create some discipline around that, that you can do incredible things. I really learned a lot about dealing with adversity there. And, you know, I come now like into any business setting, there's very few things that we do that make a huge difference that are easy. They're hard and things are hard before you start to really see the reward and that they start to get easier. And so I credit Purdue for a lot of that, like really giving me the knowledge and understanding that with perseverance and with really discipline, you can move through adversity and achieve incredible things. And I've read a couple articles where you've said, I really enjoy solving tough problems. Is there anything, (laughs) any, any, particular problem that you've solved throughout your career that you would want to share? Look, I do really enjoy solving tough problems because there's great reward when you solve tough problems. And usually it takes a team to solve tough problems, right? So when you're working on something hard, I always say like, I want to do interesting work with people I like. It's like you're on a team and you accomplish something incredible with a team. There's no better feeling than that, right? And I think I wouldn't pick like any particular problem and say that was the the toughest one. But I think what I would say is often solving a hard problem is not about just trying harder. It's about being able to pull back and look at the problem really differently. And so whether that's like, hey, I need to do a transformation of our technology or I need to change a brand or I need and like change the way that we show up in the world. All of those things are about like, how do we approach this problem really differently and think differently. To me, that's what's fun about it is like often it's not about trying harder. It's about pulling back and creative, innovative solutions with a team to solve really big problems. And when you can do that, the rewards are really fun and incredible. I know we feel that way about our colleagues and teams within our Purdue University family too. I mean, I remember asking our podcast team, but how will we set up a podcast shoot inside of a Pizza Hut? Well, our video team clearly stepped up to the challenge as they always do. And when it comes to that Boilermaker community and family, David says he still feels like a part of it, even when he's 1,000 miles away from campus. What does that Purdue spirit and that community mean to you and your wife, you know, living in Texas now? We have a ton of pride about having been at Purdue, met at Purdue. We have nieces and nephews who are attending Purdue. And we have a ton of pride about that. And because there's a lot of reasons to have pride about that. And for us... Purdue was a launching point for our family. It was a launching point for a lot of opportunities. 
we have a lot of pride in that. And we want to see that from a lot more people. And so when you hear us talk about Purdue, you know, when I was just talking to someone in, in Texas about it at our school in Texas, not a couple weeks ago, it's like, it's a great place. And like, there's incredible opportunity that comes out of that. And you're going to learn and you're going to grow and it's a launching pad. And so, you know, that's what the Boilermaker spirit is to us. I asked David why he was proud to be a Boilermaker and who he thinks of when he thinks about his alma mater. Why am I proud to be a Boilermaker? It's an incredible place that prepares incredible leaders. And you look at the types of things that have been accomplished by Boilermakers all over the world. To be able to be a part of that community is really a privilege. It's not about being in Texas. I think it's about being anywhere. But you think about, I'm part of an incredible community that's done incredible things. How can I contribute to that community as well? Who do you think of when you think of Purdue? There's a lot. I mean, I will tell you, I felt really blessed. I got to meet Neil Armstrong when I was at Purdue and he kind of encompasses just Purdue for me. It's like I, I said earlier, this idea of just excellence. And I remember thinking like, man, this guy stood on the moon. Yeah. I think that, you know, he just jumps off the page for me of like what the Purdue brand is of excellence. And he was always coming back to Purdue and investing in Purdue, but then also just being having the courage and the persistence to to do something absolutely incredible. We were talking earlier and you told me about another Purdue favorite of ours, Mitch Daniels. Yeah. Tell us about your time within Old Masters and your experience with them. I was in Old Masters and Mitch Daniels was um part of our Old Masters class. And so um he would not remember me. But I remember him. Yeah, it was it's just incredible. Like I, I loved Old Masters. It was really something I got to do. I would encourage any but like hey you have all these opportunities at Purdue use them, take them. The world's really small. You're going to be surprised like all these people where they show up again in your life. But yeah, Mitch Daniels was in our old master's class and I got to spend some time with him. And then, so then to see, and I think at the time he was working at Eli Lilly and then to see him become the president of the university was just really, really cool. What's interesting is that the very day we interviewed David, the news broke that the Purdue University Board of Trustees approved naming Purdue's reimagined business school after none other than Mitch Daniels. The Mitchell E. Daniels Jr. School of Business will prepare tomorrow's leaders and entrepreneurs, grounding them in the hallmarks of a Purdue education, including STEM disciplines and business analytics. The board announced they're also committed to retaining that Craner name, which is long associated with this school's graduate offerings since the naming began for its graduate and executive degree programs within the newly named Daniels School. Okay. Back to the pizza. You didn't think I'd wrap up this interview without asking an extremely important burning question, did you? Okay, so we have to ask, what is your go-to Pizza Hut order? My go-to, we have to make some pizzas before we leave <laughs> okay. here. We're going to all eat before we get out of here. Um, my go-to Pizza Hut order is a thin and crispy pizza with pepperoni and jalapenos. Oh. And I like extra cheese on it too, but you got to eat it right out of the oven. So that's why we have to make it. And then we're going to eat it right when it comes <laughs> out. It's the best. That's amazing. I can attest to David's favorite pizza here. It was very delicious. Really hot. The extra cheese. I see what, I see what you mean there. It's great. I love it. It's delicious. As for my favorite pizza. Well, I gave you a big hint at the beginning of this episode. I love a good Hawaiian pizza and I love pineapple on pizza. Hey, to each their own. And the president of Pizza Hut himself told us all at the beginning of this episode, if you like a certain topping, then it belongs on pizza. 
We ended our interview with David with a few rapid fire questions. Is there anything else I missed that you want to share with our listeners? No, just, you know, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here. And I, <laughs> I love that we get a chance to spend some time together. You know, it's an absolute privilege to be uh, part of the Boilermaker community. You know, there is um, incredible opportunity out there. So like, let's, you know, all keep dreaming big and, and doing big things. And, um, you know, a lot of people have invested in me over the years. And so I just want to say, you know, a big thanks to, to all the Boilermakers who have invested in me along the way. And hopefully, you know, I can give that gift back as well. Okay. We're going to end with some rapid fire okay. questions. You won't this be is like This is like the outtakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Favorite building on campus? Oh, geez. Well, it's got to be Craner. Do you have any favorite restaurants or like snacks that you used to eat at Purdue that bring back nostalgia? Uh, I mean, Harry's. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stop there. I'll just stop there. You can expand if you want, but that's a good short answer. Yeah. Oh. Cheeseburger at Harry's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You already said Neil Armstrong's your favorite boilermaker. Maybe Drew Brees too. He made my college much better. Okay. Okay. What would you say your next giant leap is? My next giant leap? Hey, I want to, I mean, it's all about Pizza Hut. And how do we get Pizza Hut back to number one where it deserves to be? That's an exciting leap to get after. If you want to watch our full video interview with David inside Pizza Hut, head over to our podcast YouTube page, youtube.com slash at sign, this is Purdue. And trust me, you don't want to miss watching all of our behind the scenes videos of this very special pizza party. It's all on our This Is Purdue YouTube channel. This Is Purdue is hosted and written by me, Kate Young. Our podcast video lead is Ted Schellenberger in collaboration with John Garcia and Thad Boone. With this episode, we have additional assistance from Allie Cheney and Lars Petersdorf. We'd also like to thank the wonderful employees at the Pizza Hut located at 1707 North Lebanon Street in Lebanon, Indiana. Thank you for having us. Our social media marketing is led by Ashley Schroyer. Our lead podcast photographer is John Underwood. Our podcast design is led by Caitlin Freeville. Our podcast team project manager is Emily Jesselitis. Our podcast YouTube promotion is managed by Megan Hoskins and Kirsten Vorst. And our podcast research is led by our This is Purdue intern, Sophie Ritz. Thanks for listening to This is Purdue. For more information on this episode, visit our website at purdue.edu slash podcast. There you can head over to your favorite podcast app to subscribe and leave us a review. And as always, boiler up. Boiler up.